Chapter Fifteen of Heroines of Travel by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The first circumnavigation of Lake Charla. A few years ago, one of our most modern heroines of travel, known as Mrs. French Sheldon, made a daring journey into the interior of East Africa in search of knowledge concerning the character and customs of the primitive races who inhabit these little known and less understood regions with a band of fifty picked porters she set out from Taveta, fully equipped to encounter the dangers and hardships of a journey to lake charla the famous unexplored crater lake on the northeastern side of kilimanjaro over four thousand feet above the sea level the march was fatiguing but no dangers of an alarming nature were encountered but if there had been the intrepid lady would willingly have faced and endured them for a sight of the mysterious water whose very origin was lost in legend and superstitious story according to tradition there was once a Maasai village located on the side of the mountain but the people enriched by successful war and plunder neglected to pay tribute to the great god of the mountain in punishment he caused their village to be thrown into the air by a great volcanic eruption this was followed by a tremendous rush of water which filled up the space and so formed the lake at length mrs french sheldon reached the lake and the sight which met her gaze amply repaid her for the journey about a thousand feet below the spot lay a sheet of sparkling water about two and a half miles across at its widest part and from six to eight miles in circumference the sides of the crater were walled with huge masses of rough precipitous rock while indeterminable vines and thickly grown forest trees presented on all sides a forbidding appearance joseph thompson the famous african explorer who died not long ago visited the lake and thus records his impressions he says i went all round it and though i am not deficient in enterprise or nerve i saw no place that i dared descend not even if i could have swung from creeper to creeper like a monkey and as mrs sheldon looked at the dense overgrowth and the still denser undergrowth she was almost forced in spite of herself to come to the same conclusion she had come out with the intention of making a voyage on these waters and for that purpose had brought with her a small copper canoe in sections it seemed to her that an ability to fly was the only solution then came the thought that she had come to africa to encounter and if possible overcome difficulties not to theorize or give up without an attempt she accordingly made up her mind to hazard the descent 
accompanied by her two most trusty men she set out leaving instructions to the rest to follow at a given signal the farther they proceeded the difficulties of the way proportionately increased her two porters hacked and hewed but without making much impression on the screen of huge trees and matted undergrowth at length a small opening was made through which the intrepid lady was drawn then more determined efforts had to be made to effect farther progress the toughness of the wood and the density of the forest were such that the advance was extremely slow but they conquered by their persistence and won a few yards nearer the goal of their strivings it required no small amount of nerve and agility to enable mrs sheldon to crawl and slide and worm her way along once she says i found myself on a boulder which was balanced upon another boulder and every moment's delay seemed to imperil my equilibrium several times she landed on a bed of leaves the accumulated autumn tribute of the trees for centuries into which she sank up to her neck and was only hauled out by the united exertions of her men again the advance had to be continued by clutching the overhanging branches of trees and clinging monkey-like from one to another with no little effort and at no slight risk till a proper footing could be reached ever and again some lightning-smitten forest giant had spread his mighty bulk across the path and while the traveller was negotiating this fresh obstacle there would come thundering down from above a mass of rock which fell on the tree scattering its white splinters in all directions birds startled by the strange sounds flew with whirling noise from their nests a whistling eagle beat the air with its wings directly overhead scattering its feathers like storm-blown flowers in its wild flight and white-hooded owls peered out from sequestered nooks and tohooed in solemn amazement creeping on hands and knees cautiously groping with fingers and feet slowly laboriously and painfully the descent was continued among the long twining tendrils of rubber vines over rocks and fallen trees the darkness the danger and the awful silence of this forest primeval impressed mrs sheldon most deeply and it also considerably affected her guides in awe-stricken whispers they pointed out the path and sometimes as if afraid to utter a sound her guide would stretch out his hand only in time to save her from going headlong down a precipitous cliff instead however of such incidents making mrs sheldon wish herself safely out of the place it filled her with fresh excitement and imparted new courage and i determined to overcome the difficulties of the uncanny spot 
cost what it might so long as i should be able to crawl or climb or slide or step or simply let myself go with utter blindness and risk the consequences for the goal bewitched me in anticipation at length a gleam of light shone in upon the travellers and in another moment they stood on the edge of the lake we shall not attempt a description of mrs sheldon's feelings as she stood by the waters lost in the wonder and amazement of triumph the men who had guided her and their companions were forgotten for the moment till one of them reminded her that they were waiting her signal to bring down the canoe her shrill whistle was answered by a deafening shout followed by a confusion of sounds as the porters struggled to bring down their heavy burden in an incredibly short space of time this was successfully accomplished though unsightly gashes in the shoulders of many of the bearers told how difficult and arduous had been the task the sections were put together and the little vessel was launched but when afloat it looked anything but a safe craft in which to explore these unknown waters there was however no other means at her disposal and mrs sheldon called for men to accompany her then a fresh difficulty arose not one of her followers would risk his life on such an expedition no no they said trembling with fright we will not go see the crocodiles inshallah or god willing we will remain with our feet under us on shore they drew her attention to the strange unaccountable murmuring sound which she had already noticed and told her that it was caused by the groaning of the unhappy spirits of the people who formerly lived in the village and who now lay at the bottom of the lake the noise of the wind among the trees was the bleating of their cattle and sheep and the clapping of the reeds was the cackling of their fowls hoping to arouse them to a sense of their duty mrs sheldon upbraided them as cowards goats and jungle men but nothing seemed to be able to shake their resolution they were deaf alike to threats and reproaches things were looking serious when the interpreter stepped forward and gallantly offered to share the perils and glory of the enterprise having fastened a long rope to the canoe in case of accidents the daring lady and her companion pushed off leaving instructions with her men to haul her back with might and main should anything happen they paddled out onto the water which literally swarmed with crocodiles and no little skill was needed to steer clear of the monsters the men on shore paid out the rope till it was exhausted and when mrs sheldon had come to the end of her tether she found that her tiny craft was rather more manageable than she had supposed she therefore cut the rope 
a proceeding which was answered by a dismal despairing wail from the men on shore who stood in momentary expectation of a catastrophe gazing up at the steep cliffs says mrs sheldon on all sides the vines hanging in festoons and the weird weird beauty of the various foliage contrasting with the grand trunks of whitened trees the strange murmur of the waters the remarkable outbreak of waves crested with foam the small circle of sky as i looked up and the mad tumble of rocks all contributed to make it seem as though i was in some phantom land at the firing of a gun the reverberations came back like a thunderclap sharp crashing great flocks of aquatic birds rose from the midst of the crater and on the approach of the canoe they dived into the water and the traveller saw them closely pursued by the crocodiles so clear was the lake the feeling of awe amounting indeed to superstitious dread which the scenery inspired was still more heightened by the circumstances which attended the circumnavigation of the lake when mrs sheldon plunged her paddle rather deeply into the water the suction was so great that it was nearly drawn out of her hand and she only recovered it with great difficulty the water too was frequently agitated in places by some unaccountable influence for sheltered as it was by a lofty and unbroken basin of rock no wind could possibly have swept down and caused the disturbance mrs sheldon tasted the water and found it soft and agreeable and in temperature two degrees cooler than the atmosphere the daring traveller made several voyages on the lake and before leaving she buried her little craft on its shores for future use on several of the rocks round the margin she printed her name in red letters to commemorate her exploit mrs sheldon next turned her adventurous footsteps towards the villages occupied by the primitive rhombos they had the reputation of being a fierce and treacherous tribe who lived chiefly by plundering caravans passing through their territory so to protect herself from any surprise mrs sheldon took the precaution of having her men well armed but at the same time she made up her mind not to appeal to force unless under the most pressing danger and then only when all other means had failed she further gave her men strict orders that while they were in that region they were not to discharge their firearms not even at wild animals for fear of giving offence to the people on entering the rombo country she was greatly struck by the number of animal pits or traps which she found and which rendered it unsafe to walk about without a native guide frequently the unsuspecting traveller journeying with his caravan by night comes to grief in one of these pits 
indeed there are trustworthy instances on record of men who have thus fallen into the very jaws of lions which had already been trapped on approaching the rombo villages mrs sheldon was frequently invited by the people to stay with them but remembering their evil reputation she refused till she could decide from their behaviour what were their intentions at length after careful observation she came to the conclusion that she might safely do so and yielding to the earnest invitation of the chief man of one of the villagers she took up her quarters at the place her welcome was of a very hearty kind the villagers vied with one another in their attempts to make her comfortable they presented her with beautiful furs and if by chance she admired anything it was at once presented to her to refuse these gifts was out of the question but she in return gave them pieces of bright-coloured cloth with which they made cloaks and turbans mrs sheldon's stay with these hospitable people was brought to rather an abrupt and unexpected termination one day while she was sitting with a number of visitors she found time hanging heavily for she had exhausted all her amusements suddenly she remembered that she had brought with her some gaily coloured toy birds which by means of an india rubber tube and ball could be made to hop about as if alive just the very thing she thought so telling her guests that she had something to show them she ran off to her caravan and in a few minutes returned she wound up her musical box and with as great an air of mystery as she could command prepared to reveal her treasures the warriors sat round the tent in a state of high expectation but the moment that the toy birds began to hop about as the natives thought of their own accord they gave vent to a hideous yell and rising to their feet fled tumbling over one another in their eagerness to escape mrs sheldon laughed at what was to her a good joke and she waited in the hope that when the warriors had got over their fright they would return to see the finish of the performance but they did not come nor did any of the tribe approach her as evening fell mrs sheldon felt that the silence was ominous and she began to fear that in showing the birds she had in some way offended the people and that by her action she had placed her life and the lives of her followers in imminent danger such indeed was the case next morning she received a message from the chief man of the tribe telling her that she must leave at once it was in vain that she expostulated and showed through her interpreter that she had only intended to amuse her guests not to harm them her protest was indignantly passed over she had been guilty of practising the black art and leave she must to make sure of her departure 
they refused to supply her with food for her men so there was nothing for it but to push onward with as great speed as possible mrs sheldon eventually reached her starting point in safety after what she modestly describes as a most interesting and pleasant journey End of chapter 15